This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 102. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I have another group of amazing veterinary professionals for you to listen to. We will be talking about all things veterinary medicine, COVID, stress, work-life balance. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that in January, I have some classes that I'm offering. They will be group classes done by webinar. One is on overeating and one is on getting unstuck. So if you want to try some setting some new goals in the new year and also trying to stop with the stress eating, these six-week courses are for you. If you go to Instagram, there is a link there in my bio that will take you directly to the classes, or you can go to my website and click on the programs page, and that will take you to the class descriptions, and there is a sign up there. The classes will be limited, so if you want to join me, go there as soon as possible and get signed up. Also, if you'd rather have individual coaching, I have some openings in January for that. Go to my website and sign up there, or you can email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com if you just want to chat about it. I thank you for listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast, and let's get started with our special guests. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have three special guests. I have Kayla, Deanna, and Ashley, and we are going to talk about all things veterinary medicine, working in practice, and uh, the difficulties we've had in the last uh, nine or 10 months with COVID. And full disclosure, we recorded on Saturday, last Saturday, and I lost the whole recording, so this is a redo. Um, So I just want to be honest that sometimes we make mistakes and... um, Fortunately, these lovely ladies were willing to come back and do it all over again. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for being here. So I think I'm going to pick on Kayla first to introduce herself and tell us what you do and give us a little bio. Absolutely. Thanks for having me the first time and this time. (laughs) Um, I'm so happy you were willing to come back. Absolutely. So I am a private practitioner um, at a 24-hour emergency, primarily small animal um, clinic in Clinton Township. Um, And I've done that pretty much out since I've gotten out of college. I took a year to try to go back to large animal, but um, I ended up coming right back to the ER. So I also do um, part-time work with Lap of Love, which is an at-home hospice euthanasia company, and my primary focus is Southeast Michigan. How long have you been with Lap of Love? So it'll be uh, just about two and a half years now with them. Okay. Yeah, so you're really busy. You're working two jobs. A little bit, yep. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here. Um, Deanna, I'll pick on you next. Hi, I'm Deanna. I work at a general practice clinic. Um, I'm the manager of it in Warren, Michigan. I've been uh, in the veterinary field for 20 years now and the the manager for about a year and a half. Because you're also an LVT. I am, yes. Yeah. 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 And now 
the big woman in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Deanna and I work at the same practice, so... So we're very familiar with each other. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. And I then we have Ashley who time. used to work with us. I did. Yeah, so introduce um, <laughs> I uh, work with Dr. Stomach over at the ER. Um, I'm an LVT and um, on a group of, well, I should say I'm one of the managers with, there's a group of five of four of us. So, um, and I've been practicing for 10 years. I've been an LVT for 10 years, 10 years. That's a long time. (laughs) Didn't you work with us right out of school? I did. Yes. So, um, yeah, I was a kennel assistant, um, with you guys and then, um, went straight to ER, like as soon as I graduated, but I loved it. Yeah, I think I think people either really love ER or really hate it. I worked in ER a little bit when um, I was in school, in vet school. I was kind of yeah. kind of a technician. I wasn't an LVT, but I did tech work for an emergency clinic, and I I kind of liked it. I thought it was fun. I yeah. never worked there as a doctor, so I don't know how that would be. But so let's start by talking a little bit about what the past um, is. It ten months now, I think since we started COVID um, in practice. Let's talk a little bit about how that's been for you. Do you want to start, Kayla? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the joys of being in ER is that our team is highly adaptable. And so when COVID hit, um, you know, switching from, we tried to still have our families in the building, like one at a time or have them stay in the rooms and, you know, adults just don't listen. So we, we switched fully to curbside. And um, so far, I think the team has been managing that really, really well. Obviously, it's all, it, it's different. And um, it, it's always a, a learning curve to it. But I think they, they handled it pretty well. And the, the clients, at, at least at this point, are kind of used to it too. Um, and so, I guess in the lap of love side of it, um, I had a few changes there. I am the only one that goes to these appointments. I don't have a technician with me or anyone helping. Um, so I didn't have to change too drastically what I personally was doing. Um, I got a lot more careful with um, wearing gloves and wearing my mask and setting my bag on a like a pee pad so that when I picked up, I picked up all my things and I, I left those that were touching the family stuff there. Um, I think the biggest and the hardest thing for me in lap of love was um, I was very used to giving families hugs and trying to reassure them that way. And now we have backed away obviously from, from hugging our families and, and being too close to them. So for their safety and, and ours. So I think that was kind of the hardest thing on the lap of love side is that I had to reassure them and, and help them from afar instead of being right there with them and physically giving them that hug. So. And did you, defi- did you um, think that they were pretty understanding of that? Were most people respectful and um, understood why you were doing things the way you were doing it? Yeah, I think at the beginning, it was still hard. Um, even for me, like I, I, I would go in for that. Sorry, I'd go in for that hug. And <laughs> My dogs are here too. So they could break out barking at any minute. 
It, this is uh, the Veterinary Life Coach podcast, so dogs are allowed. <laughs> so I, I would kind of go into that hug and then stop myself. And then I'd say, you know, I, I'm hugging you right now. And I'd even hold my hands up. So like I would stop myself physically. Okay. Um, you know that I'm hugging you guys right now, even though I can't. And obviously as the months have gone on, more and more families are, they're, they're totally fine with it. But at first they were kind of like, you know, how do we, how do we navigate this and still feel like we're supporting you guys as much as possible, but just kind of from afar. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a very strange um, journey on trying to figure out how to navigate all this. Um, and still have that empathy and that human connection. What about you, Deanna? Because when we started with COVID, um, we had the, you know, the regulations, we could only do emergency things. And um, then you had a team that was a little freaked out. (laughs) Yeah. How how was it for you at the beginning? So from a, a manager standpoint, um, in veterinary medicine during COVID, um, I guess the negatives would be that, that it was quite challenging as a, a newer manager. You're still trying to get your footing. You know, we had a, a couple of hiccups with things happening at, at the beginning of me being a manager. And yeah, so, because Deanna, how long were you a manager before? Was it just a year? Yeah. 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 Um, ju- just, just a year. So you were a LVT and then you became a manager and then all this happened. <laughs> and then there was a pandemic. <laughs> So yeah, it definitely was challenging. So you're trying to get your manager footing and then there's a pandemic. And <laughs> so, yeah, so we had to figure out, of course, all the regulations, you know, state and county, what we were allowed to do and helping the team understand what we're allowed to do and supporting them when they're freaked and they're concerned about their health, their family's health. It was just a big pot of messy. Um, and so I think, and, you know, everybody reacts differently to these things and differently to all the changes and everything. So, um, so it was definitely challenging, you know, from a, a managerial standpoint to try to, to figure out all those pieces and how to best serve, you know, as a whole. And so moving, you know, forward, we still have the occasional hiccups and, and the occasional concerns that come up and such. Um, but on a positive note, it really brought my focus back to the people easy to get kind of bogged down with like the paperwork and the, the finances and, and all the things that need to happen, you know, when, when you're managing a hospital. Um, but really bringing it back to how can I help the people, you know, how can I help our team members, you know, feel, feel secure and, and to help support them. And, and what are their, what do they need? What are their dreams? What are their, it just kind of brought it back to them for me. So that was something really cool that came out of it. Yeah. And I found that it allowed me because we're doing curbside where the people are staying out. It allowed me to get closer to the team because I think we have more time to talk. You know, when you're examining a pet, it's just you and the technician where we used to have the client there. And, you know, so we can talk about whatever. Um, I really think that it allowed me to get a little bit of a better understanding of what they were going through on a personal level and, and trying to figure out um, what they needed as far as support and that kind of thing. Yeah. What about you, Ashley? You worked as a, you're working as an LVT in, in the ER. So that's a little different. Plus you're a manager. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was chaos. I, I would have to say, and, and like um, Kayla said, we adjusted 
fairly well. Um, we went straight to, to curbside, but just our, our whole thing was the phones, like just the phones were just out of control and it was, it was hard juggling it all as far as like answering the phones, getting all the history over the phones, getting all the client information over the phones, because we don't have like continuing, we don't have clients that are coming back. We have clients that are new all the time. Mm-hmm. So we're we continuously history, putting- some things, probably an in information, right? For everyone. Yeah. I didn't think yeah, of that. Exactly. I, I didn't think yeah. of that, that you guys got to take all that information for every single person. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we do have like repeat clients, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, cause you don't, you don't want repeating clients as, at an emergency hospital. No. Um, but, but you do and, and, but most aren't. So yeah. So we're continuously getting the calls of having to put all the information in and then having to get a history. The doctor has to speak with them. Um, and you know, they don't get that. Sorry if you can hear my daughter. <laughs> they don't get that. Uh, we're going to talk about this. Don't get that. <laughs> yes. That, client, um, <laughs> that close, come on, that close client um, interaction. So um, it, it's, it's definitely, it was a juggle at first. And then, and then we did good throughout the summer. I think we got lax throughout the summer as everybody I feel like did and, and kind of got used to everything. And then, um, and then, and then, the next wave hit. So, um, I feel like we just got challenged again. But. Yeah. And do you feel like, um, all three of you that it's gotten much, much busier because it seems like in our practice it has, um, and we're, and we're turning away a lot more people. So I think they're probably hitting the ER more. <laughs> Are you finding that? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, cause at the beginning while we were trying to sort out what's considered essential and what's not. Um, a lot of daytime practices close their door while they tried to sort that out. And I mean, where else are they going to go but to an emergency practice? So um, we, we especially got hit very hard, very fast, I think, um, to the point where like my team's exhausted on days um, more often than not. And um, I mean, I think we're still we're much busier than we were the year before. I think we're starting to see some days where we can take those breaths and maybe slow down a little bit. Um, for lap of love, I, I was um, the only vet in this area up until a few months ago. And so I was always on a wait list um, for clients to see me and um Thankfully, I have two other amazing doctors in this area now, um, and there's still a wait list, but we're, we're definitely able to see a lot more families, and um, I don't, I guess I, I didn't feel it hit me as hard just because, because of that wait list and the fact that I was the only one. And um, You, you know, were already if booked. If I, if I was available, I was there, so. How many hours a day do you do that, or a week? Yeah, so I will see um, families uh, about 18 hours out of the week for lap of love. So about three families a day and three days a week. So, Wow, that's a fair amount. Yep. More than I would think. Yep. So we heard Ash, somebody at Ashley's house. <laughs> 
Let's talk a little bit about how, how our home lives have been going as far as, you know, what has changed with working just in general. I, I think being a veterinarian, being um, a technician or a manager in a practice um, is really demanding and long hours and it does affect your family. I know when my kids were little and I was um, running my hospital, I did spend a lot of hours there. Um, but because I was the owner, it allowed me to have a little more flexibility when something important was going on with the kids at school, I could take off and go. So how has it been for all of you lately with families, you know, with kids or spouses or even parents that you're dealing with? Who wants to start with that? Um, it, I mean, it's, it, that's also a challenge. <laughs> Um, I have a toddler who's maybe two, and then I have a, a five-year-old who just started kindergarten. And so she's doing all, she's, she's, rem, she started remote and then she went to school and then they, they're doing remote again. So she's home all the time. And then, you know, with my toddler and it's, it's, she's on and off the iPad all day, just trying to get into and school. And this is kindergarten. This, this is kindergarten. Yeah. Kindergarten online. Yes. To yep. me, that just seems really difficult. How does that, how does that work? Uh, you know what? Her teacher is like, he's great. Like he sings with them. He interacts with them. He knows when they're getting like antsy and fidgety and tired. So he, he's great with them. Like I, I, I give these teachers mad props because they're, this is the first time I feel like for a lot of them too, you know? So I think they're, they're doing as much as they can as, and then we are again, you know, we're all in this together that, that cliche quote, but it's true, you know, cause this is the first time for all of us. So, um, but just with, with her being home for school with me trying to work. So she's home all day, got the toddler home all day. And then I go work at night sometimes. Um, thank goodness I have my mom and dad during the day um, on Sundays where they can watch the girls during the day on certain days and then I'll work during the day and then um, I come home at night. But it's, it's yeah, it's a juggle. <laughs> <laughs> what about on an emotional level? Like how, how are you handling, handling that emotionally, worrying about yeah. the parents and the kids and, and then juggling the work and the home? Yeah. Um, a personal emotional level today was a hard day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like I just, I'm just like, I was drained today when Chris got home. I'm like, I, I'm like, here, take Lena and please. That was the one who came busting in the door crying. <laughs> She's just been on something today, but, um, yeah, I mean, emotionally, um, I feel bad for my daughter because, you know, she, I want her to have that interaction at school. I want her to be with her peers and, you know, doing recess and playing on the jungle gym. And I don't know what she's doing kindergarten. I forgot, but doing all that fun stuff. And I feel, <laughs> I feel like she's being uh, like, what's the word? Like uh, she's, she's not getting that, you know, she's not, she's being, she's um, missing out on the, on the socialization yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that exactly. would be a concern, especially with little ones. 
Yeah, yeah. She she handles it well. I mean, she's doing good. Um, she's she went to preschool for like two years, so she got it. But um, just you know, as starting as a kindergartner, it, 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 I feel bad for her. It sucks, <laughs> but yeah. we're doing good. Um, and then just working. Um, I do worry about you know because we do still have to interact with people car side. So I do worry about. Um, you know, getting something as far as bringing it home or something. Yeah, for sure. It's scary. Yeah. So Deanna has almost adults, children, teenagers. (laughs) Tell us about your situation, (laughs) Dee. So, so yes, I have a a blended family of four boys and uh, the oldest is, is an adult and doesn't, doesn't live with us, but he recently did have COVID And so that's, you know, it's a concern. My parents had COVID. So, you know, fortunate, not, I mean, fortunately for the situation, because you're not seeing each other, you know, as, as much, it it didn't affect anything for myself or my family in terms of exposure, but you worry, but it doesn't take the worry away. You know, um, the, you know, the, my oldest that had it is, um, he tends to, everything goes to right to his chest, you know, so you just, you just worry so much about people and, it's um, my son, my other son was one of the ones that actually got to go to school. Um, they offered like in school, he didn't do online. And so recently he had to go back to online school with uh, the pause or, or, you know, whatever it was called. Um, yeah, they took another shutdown, I think, right. Uh, for high yeah. schoolers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I don't remember the exact terminology, but yeah. And then it was just extended. So online learning is very difficult for him. He's um, he's really not, loving that. <laughs> and it's a, I mean, math, like it's a challenge. It's a real challenge, you know, for, for some of the kids to learn online and to get all the assignments done. And he just feels like he's, you know, he's on the computer all the time. And so emotionally that's, that's rough. So, you know, at their age, I don't have, you know, the, and it's a little sad, but you know, <laughs> I don't have like the little kid, you know, like, like where you're super involved. Um, but it's a whole different, but it's just a different ball game of. So you, you know, had a, a new driver and driver's training yeah. and, you know, all of the actual life things that you're dealing with on top yeah. of a, a really stressed out staff and a busy hospital and yeah. doctor, you know, we lost a doctor during this. And so we're down doctors and ugh, it's just yeah. a lot, right? Yes. Yeah. You feel like you're putting out fires most days. You know, some days are great at work, but overall, I'm going to say you're, you feel like you're putting out fires all day long and then you come home and my husband's been having to travel for work. So it's just been me with all the kids and, and you're driving them places and you're teaching them how to drive and, and you're trying to support them and you're making the dinner still. Cause you know, you're the mom and they're boys and you know, so you're, you're still doing all those things. And, and it's, it can, it can be just exhausting somebody once had, they had said something about like, how are you emotionally? And I was like, my cup is, it's empty and it's actually broken. And (laughs) I need to figure out a way to like put that back together so I can fill it again. Yeah. There are those days, right. Where you just think there's going to be no end in sight. And I don't know how I'm ever going to survive this. And I think that's true all the time, you know, in not only in this profession, but just the fact, um, you know, working mothers trying to juggle all the roles and, and, have the guilt of being at work when you're at work. And then when you're at home being guilty because you should be at work and you're thinking about you know. work. Or- right. Yeah. And that it's, it is a juggling act mentally, you know, it's, it's really 
brings to the forefront that you really need to focus on you sometimes and put yourself first, you know, like the oxygen mask on the plane, put yours on first and, and make sure that you're caring for yourself, you know? So the two of you, Ashley and Deanna, what do you do to, when it's getting overwhelming, what, what do you do to take care of yourself or, or are you, or can you? <laughs> So somebody has said, I was on a call and, and they're like, you know, what are you doing today to take care of yourself? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like nothing. I barely have time to sleep, like an hour, <laughs> you know? Um, but I really thought about that. And I'm like, this is my only life. And I know we're in a pandemic right now, but that's not what I want my life to be. I don't want it to be just endless busy where I can't do anything. So I've been trying to take some time out to, even if it's not every day, um, but you shower, you know? <laughs> But even if it's just like sit down, I love to use the Netflix Flix fireplace app, like Netflix oh. fireplace thing show. Yeah. So it shows a fireplace on your TV. Yes, exactly. And so I'll That's put awesome. that on and I'll read a little bit of a book, even if it's 10 minutes of a book, you know, just right. a little something I've been working out again. It's just little bits, but just to do a little something it really helps me not feel so defeated. Yeah. And that's so important, right? Yeah. What about you, Ashley? Have you been able to with two little, little, ones? um, I try and not always, um, the other night I stayed and like binge watch some TV and it was really nice. I was up like really late, like till like two in the morning. And I just, I was like, I finished my, um, my season of my show. <laughs> my husband's like, you stayed up that late. I'm like, I did. And it was very nice. I folded some laundry, but it was, it was just peaceful. Like everybody was upstairs sleeping. I just did that. But yeah, I mean, usually I read, um, I do like to read. I shouldn't say usually, but yeah, I do like reading. Um, so I'll do that when I can. And then, um, working out, it's been on the, the back burner lately, but, um, that's what really like gets my energy going, gets me motivated, gets me, um, feeling good. So I, I want to do it more. You know, I need to, it's just getting in that mindset again. Um, or just like, even, um, just taking like a couple of my friends have called me up. Dr. Stomach, um, is offering me to come over. So, you know, when I'm able to get out and go see friends and all that, I do like to do that. I mean, and even right now, I mean, we can just do takeout, but I'm like, when I go over to friends' houses with no kids, I'm like, Oh yes. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, and it's just a little vacation. You know, I used to do that. I used to stay mm -hmm. up late after the kids were in bed and my husband went to bed and I would have a couple hours and that was like sometimes the best time, right. <laughs> even though, yes. you know, I, maybe I didn't sleep as much as I should. I still had that <laughs> little bit of time alone to do what I wanted to do. And, you know, even if it was folding laundry and watching TV, <laughs> it was better, right. better than nothing. <laughs> Kayla, what about you? You have, you don't have children. I don't yeah. have two-legged children. No, just four-legged right how, now. How many four-leggeds? <laughs> <laughs> just the two of them. Um, and they're definitely much more forgiving of my schedule. I just need to throw a blanket over one and she'll sleep and the other one just wants to curl up. So I, I don't know how you guys are doing it, but um, I think Ashley said mad props to teachers and mad props to parents right now too. His, I, I, I might all my other team members too that are moms right now. Um, 
I have no clue how you guys are doing it. Well, and you still have to nurture your other relationships. I'm sure you have relationships that you have to nurture as well. And you're working two jobs. So taking care of yourself is probably a struggle, I would guess, working two jobs. Yeah, it's definitely there are days. um, The end of the year, not so much. I'm kind of recovering from an injury. um, But the rest of the year... uh, my boyfriend would say, you'd come home, you sleep for two hours, you get up, you go back to work, come home, you sleep for two hours. So, um, and we're kind of a new relationship. So trying to find that time for, to just build us. Um, so, I mean, I guess this injury has actually been helpful in that um, because I've gotten to stay home with him a little bit more and, and have some time for just him and I, and um, we're taking up some new language lessons. Um, so trying to, to expand on that and, um, you know, just try to have a little, a little me time. Um, he says, I can't sit still. So I try to find that moment where I can just stop my mind, stop my feet from moving and, you know, sit, read a book, just snuggle with my dogs. Um, you know, during the summer, at least I could get outside and garden um, and be in the sun. Um, so just trying to find a little something, even if I legitimately have to put it in my calendar, you know, do you time, um, just making sure we, you know, I did that and then that I had time for him and I, so. Yeah. Scheduling it, putting on the calendar, setting your timer. I do that a lot. I set the timer on my phone. Mm-hmm. So, well, props to everybody for working as much as we do and and still trying to take care of yourself. So let's talk a little bit about how it's going with the clients, because to me, that's somewhat entertaining in a way, because at the very beginning of COVID, it seemed like, you know, everybody was super patient and super grateful. And um, they were a little angry at the beginning when they couldn't get their nail trims done or you know, when, when we were not allowed to do routine things. Um, but now it seems like it's been, we've been doing this for so long that clients seem to be getting um, over it and um, getting more aggressive and more demanding. And at least that's the way it is in our practice. What are you guys finding? I definitely agree with that. In emergency? In emergency medicine. Um my lap of love clients, obviously they're going through something totally different, but in emergency, I think we have a lot more people with short patients and, um, you know, we, we sometimes have wait hours up to six to eight hours and people have to sit there in the parking lot because if we need to make quick decisions or quick treatments, we need them there and we need access to that person, um, whether it's on the phone or running out to their car. And I mean, I can imagine sitting in your car for six hours is not the funnest thing in the world. Um, our team members even tell them, bring, bring a book, bring some snacks. You're going to be here for a while. <laughs> we try to prepare them as much as possible, but somehow that doesn't always correlate. And um, well, I, you know, when you're waiting, it always seems longer. Yes, it d- definitely does. But um I don't know. Somehow they have magical ERs that they never wait at before in human world. I'd really like to go to one of them, but um, unfortunately we, we try as hard as we can. I mean, my team is nonstop running around. And I think the other thing is, 
you know, when they could come in the building, they'd at least hear the bustle and see people passing by the doors. And you can't do that from curbside. And so for them, you know, for all we, they know we're, we're just sitting, you know, sitting back, kicking up our feet. Bonbons. The case, but, um, I think it's harder because they can't see that. And so maybe there's a disconnect there of, you know, how many patients we truly have that we are trying to provide quality care for. And um, I mean, I feel for them. I, I definitely do. And we, we have some, some unicorn clients that are every time we get on the phone with them, it's thank you guys for being here and we really appreciate it. And no, no, take your time. Um, but there's also the opposite too. Yeah. What about you, Dee? What are you finding? Because you're the one that the clients come to complain to. Yes, I get like end game <laughs> angry client. <laughs> the really angry ones. <laughs> After Not they've kidding. been through all of the receptionists and <laughs> technicians. I feel like that like what you said was was correct. You know, at the beginning everyone was thank you for being there. Thank you for helping me. Um and then all of a sudden there was like a switch that flipped and, and everyone got really angry. I actually feel like it's kind of leveled out a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. Where I feel like most of the clients are neutral now, but I feel that the team is, I, I mentioned this last time we, you know, we did the podcast that I feel like the team is so burnt out though, that they're taking it a little bit more personally they're still angry ones. I don't want to negate that for any team members who may be listening. I know that they're still, um, they're still angry clients. Absolutely. But I feel like most of them are, are more neutral. And then you have some that are angry. I'm going to leave and go elsewhere. And then some that are super, super nice. But I, I hear my desk is right behind the reception desk. So I hear calls, you know, all day long and I'm fielding calls and, um, not as much as them, but, um, and so I, I do, I feel like we're getting into more of a, you know, people are, are knowing what to expect now. Um, and I think the more we truly do try to help them, the easier it is for, for us and for them, because that's, it's why we're there. We might not always be able to see their pet, but is there something we can do to help them? Even if it's just lending a, I'm so sorry, it's such a rough situation, you know, even if it's a um, understanding, you know, ear. What I've done to try to switch the, the focus from the angry clients is I've asked the team members to let me know of the clients who seemed really appreciative, who really did something to make our days a little nicer. Even if it was just at a client the other day, she was just so nice. And mm-hmm. so I've asked them to give me those names and I have been writing them like little postcards, thanking them for, for just making a smile <laughs> during the client. Time. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. I love Yeah. And I'm sure that goes a long way. I'm sure those people are shocked when they get those notes. I have gotten no feedback, but I I hope they're happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, think about it. If you went somewhere like to your dentist office and then they sent you a thank you note for being nice. Yeah. That just seems kind of odd that we have to do that. But I think it's, it's a really, really good idea. It's kind of like, you know, that reward system. If you reward the good and ignore the bad, you're usually going to get more good, right? Yeah, yeah, I want the team to focus on on the good, and then I want to yes reward the good clients, you know, and and hopefully that would endear them to us also and make them want to come back. Yeah, and I think you know because we have that negativity bias in our brain, we have a, we tend to focus on that one mean client that day, and I, I see that happening in my practice because the clients aren't in the building. Um, there's a lot of negative energy when we have one person complaining. 
because then mm-hmm. everyone has to talk about it, right? It is oh, Mrs. So and so, you know, and it just it kind of like snowballs and the story grows. And um, I think kind of trying to put a, a nip that in the bud and try to talk about the f- good clients or, you know, look how amazing this lady was or, you know, how nice this person was. Yeah. What are you finding, Ashley? Are you on the phone with the clients? Because the texts usually are, are taking a lot of the phone or you go out to the car or what, what's your experience? Yeah. So we're on the phone a lot, um, especially just getting history and all that. And even the technicians are. And then um, we also have to do a lot of the updates for the patients that are in hospital. So the technicians are always talking with clients as far as updates. Um, and, you know, you always have those those owners that um, just, uh, how do you, I, I don't know, they're just overly sometimes, you know, <laughs> I don't know the best wording for it, but you mean overly um, concerned where they want, they want to update every five minutes. Or are you talking about the ones that are overly demanding? <laughs> both. You both. got them both. So it's not, you know, the overly concerned we, we don't get so frustrated with because they're, I mean, their pets are, you know, they're sick. They're, you know, they're, they're concerned. They're there without, you know, um, I'm sorry, they're at home without their pets. So, um, you know, I've had homo- so many homeowners or so many pet owners cry when they leave their pet. And I just, I feel terrible. Cause I'm like, we're going to take very good care of your pet. Like I yeah, probably don't know, you know that. Gonna- right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I always tell them I'm going to take care of your pet as if, you know, it were my pet because, um, they're, they're, they went home without their, their cat and their dog. So, um, but then, you, yeah, I guess you get the more demanding one that like, I want to speak with the doctor every time. And I'm like, well, my doctor, you know, is with clients and with, with patients and everything. So my doctor can't speak with you, but you know, I do have um, the technician that can, that is, you know, the nurse that is pet today that can help you answer questions. And, you know, that's not enough for them sometimes. So it, it gets, you know, it does get frustrating. And then, like you said, those, those clients that um, the negative ones that, you know, have to vote all day. I mean, it's, I've had it with me too, where that client just, I'm like, that client made me so mad, but you know, you try to, you try to calm down, but sometimes it's hard. It, it, it is. Um, cause they just get you fuming. <laughs> well, cause you so, take it personally sometimes, right? You, you know, do. Cause, you're, cause you've been working not- all day and, and you know that how hard it is and they don't. And so when they take their frustration out on you, it feels very personal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So trying to realize that it's, that's not the case, that it's not personal, I think is so important. I've had to say that to a few of my team members. It's like, look, these people are stressed out. You know, we think we're stressed out working in the hospital, but we can see the pets. We know what's going on. They're out in the car. They have no idea what's going on. They don't know if we're, you know, like you said, sitting around with our feet up and ignoring them and, or forgotten them right. or well, then, you know, if their pets yeah, crying the, or their pets upset, they don't know what's going on. And so they're super stressed. Mm-hmm. And we have the medical knowledge of, of what's wrong with their pet and, you know, and they don't, you know, so much as far as, you know, they, their dog has pancreatitis, you know, and they, they, you know, and their dog is, might have, hemorrhagic diarrhea and if they see blood and they're just, you know, they are freaking out. So, um, yeah, you, you try to, you empathize with them. Um, you know, or at least you try, you empathize with them and then try to calm them down to tell them that, you know, um, 
you know, their pet is okay and we are doing everything we can. So. Yeah. And just remembering um, that that's their frame of mind, I think helps me a lot because I think somebody like me, that's been practicing a long, long time. I think I forget the other side of it. I forget the, the dog owner side of it, you know, and how they see things and, you know, how they think differently than we do. And, um, you know, and they don't know what an emergency is and what isn't an emergency always so right. where we, we know that better. So right. just understanding where they're coming from. And then we don't know what's going on at their home. You know, they could have four boys like Deanna or, you know, work two jobs like Kayla or have two little kids. And, you know, we don't know what their situation is. And um, they, they might have even less time than we do. And now they have to sit in a parking lot for six or eight hours, you know, when all the things that they could be doing at home. Yeah. 85% of the time when I'm like, okay, I haven't actually done a study, but I'm going to guess 85% (laughs) of the time when I'm talking to a client who's been, who's very angry about something on the phone comes out that they have another extenuating circumstance. And that's why they're so, why it's just so much for them. And not only like the last straw. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just, they just couldn't handle one more thing. And I can appreciate that. I mean, we shouldn't be mean to people, but I can appreciate that, you know, that sometimes people just break a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes if we remember that as they're yelling at us, it's not us that they're yelling at, they're yelling at the situation, you know, because uh, when something doesn't go my way, I definitely, you know, as a high I person, (laughs) It, you know, in a high D, it, it all comes out. Like it, it's just, if I'm frustrated, everybody's going to know about it. And I think that, you know, we forget that clients are like that. You're going to say something, Ashley? No, I was just saying that's me too. Like when I, when I get <laughs> mad, I'm usually like a cool, calm person, but when I get mad, it's it I think the other day I think uh, Dr. Stomach was there and I just it it comes out and then I calm down and it's usually if I'm hangry or just <laughs> just upset. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you overreact, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're, because you're human. Yeah. 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 No, I lost three days worth of work on an Excel spreadsheet and um and definitely had about 20 minutes of not good moments this morning and then I'm <laughs> Kind of like when I lost the podcast recording the other day. <laughs> I had a few not so great minutes. Yep. <laughs> and you have to take a breath before calling the help desk people because it's not there. <laughs> they didn't lose my spreadsheet, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it was probably you just clicked a wrong button or something, something simple. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's the joy of, of working remotely too, right? When we're on <laughs> these computers, there's always a glitch. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what we think we need to do now and moving forward because we're going to enter a new year pretty soon and we're still going to be doing curbside medicine and we're still going to have COVID out there. You know, hopefully at some point we'll have a vaccine and then things will start to go more back to normal if we ever get to be normal again. Yeah, fingers crossed. But um, what do you think we can all talk about doing for each other in this profession and for ourselves personally and our families to make this better? You know, how can we do better? I think from the profession support, 
I reached out to Ashley about something the other day and we, we had a wonderful conversation, you know, like it was really to be mm-hmm. able to talk to your colleagues about things um, mm-hmm. it is awesome. You know, really awesome to know that like we're all on the same team, you know? Yeah. Because they're mm-hmm. going through the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're all struggling too at times. Yeah. Yeah. The communication just has to continue to stay open um, and just being there for one another, as far as like hospitals, you know, um, you know, not throwing other hospitals under the bus. I, when I tell clients, like when they call and they're like, well, my, my, you know, day 10 vet can't get me in for, for two, three months. I'm like, well, yes, I don't know why it is that we are insane right now, but yes, since COVID, um, hospitals are busy and every hospital is getting hit and there's going to be a wait anywhere you go, anywhere you go right now. So, um, when we tell people like on discharges, you know, uh, follow up through day 10, but when I go over discharges, I say, call them tomorrow and schedule an appointment for two weeks out or three weeks out when they can get you in. And then if you don't need it, then, you know, then you can cancel it, but at least you have that, you know? So it's just being there for those and for those other hospitals. And I know a lot of day practices, you know, have been saying, have been telling their clients, there's going to be two, three, four, five hour waits at at emergency. But if you want your pet seen today, your pet will get seen today, but there is going to be a wait. So yeah, and sometimes a really big one. And on on one hand, you know, we're so much busier. And we can say that that's a hardship. And it really is because we are, you know, kind of running our butts off trying to get all these people seen. But on the other hand, this industry through this pandemic has really done okay. You know, like we're all making money and most of our people are working and, you know, we haven't had to lay off at the very beginning. There were some people that lost hours or, you know, the first few months. But since then, anybody that wants to work has been able to work. And um, so on one hand, that can be seen as a really good thing. And I know when I'm having a really busy, crazy day, um, because I kind of like money, I just think about that. I'm like, well, at least I'm going to make a lot of money today. You know, it's kind of the way I look at it sometimes just to kind of pick a um, upside to being as busy as we are. What about you, Kayla? Do you have any... Um, advice or things that you do to kind of stay ahead and what should we do moving forward kind of advice? I think, I think one of the reasons I love this profession so much, we are such a community. It doesn't matter what you practice, where you practice. Um, We are so like you said, Deanna, you just reached out and had a great conversation. Like we're old friends. Um, And I think that's going to be huge and moving forward and, Hopefully we'll help kind of, um, hopefully we'll allow to be much more inclusive and understanding of each other um, at this point. And hopefully the other thing, I know personally I'm working on learning it this year um, and I hope we can move forward in a lot more positive way of supporting team members and just be forgiving of ourselves too. Um, I know most of us, especially in emergency, like we think we can do it all um, because we can, but (laughs) um, because we're just that good. I mean, you can't see my Superman S under my shirt (laughs) um, or Superwoman, but you know, there's, 
we can't do it all. And I think that this year is proving that. Um, I very much love to travel and I do veterinary medicine abroad and I can't do that right now. Um, and so just taking that step back and understanding that, you know, there might be some good in this. I might be able to take a pause and a breath this year. I have been able to, and hopefully I can focus a little bit more on me. I know that's a terrible thing to say nowadays, but we all need to do that. And I think the other thing is, um, you know, I've, I've really tried to, to focus on my team too. And I'm hoping that moving forward, we can figure out ways to support our team members. Cause I do right now see so many of them tired and floundering and just getting run down and we can't sustain ourselves that way. You're right. We haven't been hit that hard. Like financially, a lot of us are, are in the good, but mentally and emotionally, we are all kind of running in the red. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that this next year moving forward, we can figure out that balance on, on this part of it. So. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. What are what have you been doing? And what are you going to do moving forward to try to support those teams? You know, like, I know, I've always for years been really into team building things. And so I've done all kind of crazy things at our hospital, like have Easter egg hunts. And um, we had a Barbie doll for a while that we hid all over the hospital and people dressed her in weird clothing when they found her and um, just, just things to kind of make the day lighter. Um, I know a lot of us do food, you know, bring the donuts on Saturday kind of thing. What have you guys been doing in your practices to try to, make people, you know, feel more like a team and more supported um, through this and moving into 2021. Yeah, we, we try, well, I, same as you, Julie, I love, um, I love self-care and wellness and, and trying to do team building as much as possible. Not always easy when we have people coming in on different shifts and stuff, but we, um, so we have our starboard, we call it. Um, it's actually gone mobile now since we use a program to just try to link the 40 some odd people there on different shifts and times a day. But when somebody does something um, positive and we can sit there and recognize it. So my gosh, you know, Julie, you went above and beyond with that client. I was struggling with her, but thank you for stepping in. You know, something very specific, not just a, Hey, you done good today. Yeah. Yeah. Something very specific. And so um, I'm trying to get back to it where at the end of that month, we put all those people that were recognized in, um, in a hat to draw them out and just do a small little gift card or something. So um, hopefully that'll encourage the next month, more people put, put names up on the starboard and, and recognize I think the nice thing about having it on our Slack too, um, on our mobile, is that we can all see it any time of day. And that's been really kind of nice and bringing us together too, because then other people will chime in and be like, oh, way to go, you know, nice job. Um, we, we try to take Tech Week um, in October as a big celebration because um, our, our team works hard. <laughs> so, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> They spoil us. As the doctor team, we try to try to go above and beyond that that week for them because they've done it all year long. So um, 
hopefully one of them will remember World Veterinary Day. <clears throat> I didn't even know there was such a thing. When, when is World Veterinary Day? I gotta, I gotta, gotta write this down. <laughs> but we get a day, I guess. What you know? So we try. You want a week, right? <laughs> so we try to do some of those things, and then um, for Christmas, I've started making a calendar of like all the pictures people have, have taken over the year, and it's. I just did it last year and this will be, you know, annual year two, but I think they that's like a really good idea. I like that. Those are fun. I've made those calendars before, not for work though. I've made yeah, them. everyone's birthdays <laughs> on it. Really so good idea. we can remember them and it's just little things. So really good idea. I like that. What about you, Deanna? You've been doing a lot. So we'll just start. World of Veterinary Day is in April. I just look okay. it up. <laughs> All right, write that down. Actually, in April. <laughs> April okay. 24th. I'll be ready for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've, you know, we're just trying to do whatever makes the team happy right now. We really let a lot <laughs> slide um, in terms of how we normally proceed when there's clients in the building. Right. Um, but some different things we've done. Um, my one uh, receptionist had asked for a Nerf dart gun. So she, uh, she could get that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she shooting? So, um, she actually hasn't <laughs> shot me yet, so I guess oh, I can God. consider myself lucky. So, uh, she actually shot one of our technicians because the tech would teasingly walk past and like throw papers like on her desk and stuff, oh. all in good fun. Right. So that time she whipped out her little gun and was. <laughs> so. Hey, that sounds like fun. Since it's curbside, maybe we could all carry Nerf guns. Right. Right. <laughs> we just have to be careful around the pets. Yes. <laughs> in the room. <laughs> I think it, it sounded like a lot of fun and it was really good stress relief. <laughs> so that's amazing. Um, we do a lot. Um, we do a lot with food. Uh, there have been asks for things, you know, like um, our reception desk is kind of tall. So they want to do chairs because their backs were hurting. Okay, done. You know, things that just whatever we can think of. Um, and I'm not always a great idea person. So people will come to me with suggestions and things and just trying to do whatever we can within the scope of, of what we can do. Um, they wanted to turn on the football game once because we have a TV in the lobby. Sure. As long as you're doing what you need to be doing, I don't care if that's on in the background. If that makes you happy right now during this time, you know, sure. No problem. <laughs> um, they had wanted the phones. Um, we tried something new where we turned the phones on for a half hour during air quote lunchtime. Um, because it was so busy that we found that the team members weren't always getting time, you know, time to eat. Um, they felt very obligated. They, they want to do their best job. Um, so they just want to keep answering the phones, you know, and, and not, and it was hard for them to go to lunch. So we shut everything down for a half hour so they could, you know, have some time. And so, yeah, just trying to think of whatever we can just to make our lives a little happier right now. Yeah. And food is definitely something that everybody likes and everybody gets excited about. Um, and I think a lot of us in um, this profession and probably in the world have gained a lot of weight during COVID. <laughs> yeah. So my goal for the new year is to do a little bit less of the food thing and more of the activity thing. Because in our practice, right. Deanna did this with me a few times when the weather was still reasonable in Michigan. Um, we just took walks at lunchtime. You know, I would say, okay, we're going for a walk. Who wants to go? And, and I'm a very fast walker. So I can get around our block at our hospital probably in a good 
10 or 15 minutes. So we can make a couple of passes around our, our pretty good size block. Um, and we did that a couple of times. And I think just getting out of the building and getting them some fresh air for even 15 or 20 minutes is, is really good for us um, mentally and emotionally. Yeah. So I would encourage if you're in an area that isn't snowy <laughs> or if you have a nice day and you can bundle up is to go for a walk at lunchtime, as long as there's clients, like in the emergency clinic, you probably, you guys probably can't go out there because all the clients are sitting in the parking lot waiting for you, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I'll just take a patient with me and be like, I'm just an assistant. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. You just don't want to get accosted in the parking lot because you're, you're slacking off. <laughs> there's been a couple of team members who have really also been trying to like help morale at work. And that's really cool when it's not all on your shoulders, when you have other people that want to help. And Yeah, I would encourage you if you're a leader at a hospital to listen to your, your team and ask them. Um, I have gotten so many great ideas from team members about team building and leadership building exercises. And um, they, they enjoy that if you ask them to come up with something and then just support them. You know, one of our um, kennel assistant, animal assistant people set up this whole birthday board for us. You know, she's doing a beautiful job with that. And it was something she came up with that she wanted to do. And um, we just supported her and said, yeah, let's do that. That sounds really fun. Mm -hmm. So I think allowing everyone in the hospital to contribute and make them mm -hmm. feel important is, is something that works out great for us. Our receptionist just came up with um she gave us all paw print magnets that we could write our name on and then put kind of how we were feeling for the day. So she has a few already pre-set up, like I'm having the best day ever, or, you know, I'm kind of having a rough day, better watch it so that you could just help gauge where each other, um, where we all are for the day instead of, um, you know, hopefully trying to avoid some conflicts, just saying, you know, Ashley's having a bad day. I'm just going to go a little, little more out of my way to help her, or I won't, you know, won't push her that much today and tell her to be quiet in front of the sleeping patient. <laughs> well, and that's a really good idea for those people that are introverts and don't like to share, you know, yeah. if, if they would feel more willing to write it down and put it on the board. And, and I think that's a brilliant idea from a coaching perspective is having them name their emotion. You know, today I'm feeling stressed or today I'm feeling loved or today I'm feeling, you know, I think, I think that's a great idea because, yeah. you know, owning that emotion is sometimes really hard for us, you know, because we always yeah. think we have to be strong and, and not, not be needy or whatever we, whatever we think it is. That's a brilliant idea. Right. I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's actually gotten really good, um, like, just reception back as far as a lot of people have been participating in it, and people go to the board like, oh, who's over here? Who's over there? And, you know, <laughs> or they'll take down today? all the names. From the <laughs> yeah. I, I would probably write Krabby if I was having a bad day, although they kind of know Deanna Krabby already. <laughs> <laughs> we made our own, um, just like our, I think we did hashtags, didn't we? It was like a hashtag. Um one was, um, you know, what was, what was a good one? Um, we're short staffed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're short staffed. And, um, one of the managers who makes the schedule, she's like, you know, Lindsay, Lindsay talked me into the chef. So that was one of the, one of the, one of the hashtags, hashtags. as far as where you put your name. 
So That's a great idea. Yeah, you could do that in a lot of different yeah, so, ways. Uh, and and um, just with our setting being so, it can be somber a lot of times. It can be you know pretty serious. Um, I always just try to lighten the mood a lot, and I joke around with a lot of the girls. And even on Slack, I'll post just um, Slack is our. Um, way of communication throughout the whole hospital instead of like emails. Um, So we can post like memes and pictures on there and, you know, we'll post funny things and it's just a way for us to communicate. And I tend to always just kind of goof off and goof around and um, we're doing secret Santa right now because we're not allowed to have um, a party, which we usually have. So like a Christmas party that we're doing secret Santa, which um, again, a lot of people have wanted to do, which is fun. Um, And it makes just, to lighten the mood and, and help with, um, everybody just kind of, um, you know, being there supporting one another. And, um, um, I think we like did like a whole Slack channel where we could list everything and I was able to put my, you know, everything that I want and just like joking around. I put my, um, (laughs) put my DTE and consumers account numbers, you know, I'm like, (laughs) I like paying so Um, so just just you know you just kind of try to make everybody laugh because you know it can be so stressful Um, and not to blow it for Ashley but our our new HR employee will be starting tomorrow the elf on the shelf so oh yeah like a Barbie yeah so you guys are gonna have an elf on the shelf you'll be going around Barbie up in an elf costume Deanna use her (laughs) Helping the client understand what we're doing in the building, so he'll be, um, you know, demoing, you know, some of the procedures and things where we do, like answering the phones and taking notes. How fun! <laughs> well, you guys will have to post that for us so we can see it. That sounds like a lot of fun. All right, so let's try to wrap this up. Um, I just I want to say briefly. Um, that I want to encourage everyone that's listening to this podcast, if you don't have a supportive hospital or you feel like you're in a tough situation or you just need to vent or talk to somebody to reach out to me or I'm sure any one of you ladies would be willing to help out if if somebody um, on this podcast has made you feel like you can relate to them. Um, just send me an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com and I will get a hold of of Deanna, Kayla, or Ashley, and um, hook you up with them if you would like to talk to them. I want everyone out there to feel like they have a place to talk to if they need coaching, if you just need, um, you know, us to find you someone that you can have as a friend in this profession, because that is really key to self-care, I think. And, um, and moving forward into 2021. So could you ladies each give us like a one or two sentence um, summary of, of your advice or what you want to say to kind of wrap this up? I really appreciate you all being here and doing this again, <laughs> since mm-hmm. we did this once and I, I blew it. So <laughs> no. So who wants to start? Kayla, you want to give a couple of closing words? Well, and on the, the last recording, you guys kind of learned my, my three life rules. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Share that again. That was great. Give me those three life rules. Um, be flexible, have fun, and don't die. But I think the other <laughs> thing to share, I actually just saw it on Facebook, and it, it really resonated with me this morning, um, a meme that posted, and it said, you know, we're 
we're not all dealing with different storms. We're all going through the storm together. We just may be on different boats. Some people are on a yacht, some people are on a canoe, and um, but we're all in this together. And so, um, you know, just reach out and um, let us all know if, if you need anything. And be flexible, have fun, and don't die. Yes, no order. I, I feel like I'm in a kayak sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're spinning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, you might just be floating on a piece of plywood sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, like Jack and uh, what's your right. name? Right, yeah. <laughs> cool. So what about you, Ashley? What do you want to say to kind of close us up? Um, I mean, my, I feel like mine's a little different. I just come up with kind of mantras maybe every day. I don't know, but I would say just kind of be supportive with one another, um, with other, um, hospitals and, and your team as well. Um, you're not always going to agree with everybody, but, um, try to be supportive and know that everybody is going through something. So be empathetic with that too. Um, and, and not, I know it's hard to say, not stress about the little things because I, I do it and then I go home, I'm like, you know, okay, you know, just drop it, just stop, you know, so, um, and then reach out to, reach out to, to people if you can't stop thinking about something, if you can't stop worrying about something, if you need something and there, I, I feel like there's always somebody out there and like you said, you know, somebody is able to get a hold of any one of us and I, I may be a complete stranger, but um, I don't mind talking to strangers, especially over the internet. Cause in person, I'm like, I feel like I don't know how to talk to people, but over the internet or in letter, um, I'm, I'm able to just write and say anything, <laughs> but in person. Well, I'm like, and I'm sometimes strangers, it's good to talk to somebody that doesn't know you because then you can tell yes. your story and they're more objective because they're not in it with you. You know, sometimes right. the people that are in your hospital, you're too close to. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's good advice. What about you, Deanna? Um, well, I guess I'm also going to quote Facebook for a moment. <laughs> um, I had saw something that said, and I'm probably going to paraphrase it wrong, but essentially I feel best when I assume everyone is, is doing like the best they can. So the clients that are calling, you know, the, the team members we're working with, you know, if I'm assuming that everyone has good intent, you know, and, and they're trying their best and yeah. it's just a hard situation. I know that I always feel, you know, versus being curmudgeonly about things. Um, and it just, I don't know, for myself, it just really impacted me the one day when I was like, this is the only life we get. So up until the don't die part, you know, <laughs> this is, this is our only life. So taking some time to make sure that we're trying to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And not wasting time on things that don't matter. You know, like you get a little ticked off at a coworker. Why are you wasting your time worrying about that? Yeah. All right. Well, too much. So much. <laughs> was somebody going to say something? Oh, sorry. I was just saying too much energy to waste. Right. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to think it that way, you know, that you're wasting your own time, your own life, you know, so that be flexible rule is, is a really good one. Well, I thank you all so much for being here. Um, this recording, God willing, will be good and we'll get it out to everyone <laughs> there. But I really thank you all for being on the podcast and uh, I hope to have you all on it again at some thank point. You. All right. Thank yes. you so much. Everybody, 
Everybody have a good day. And um, if you're out there listening to the podcast and you want to talk to any of us, send me an email and I'll get you in touch. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye. That was really fun. I hope you all enjoyed that. I will have some guests again next week on the podcast, so I'm excited and looking forward to that. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. If you're a new listener, welcome. I really appreciate you giving me a try. And if you are a frequent listener, I just really appreciate you being there for me. Have a beautiful, productive week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.